0: Couldn't have been any shy Mary Jane still wouldn't notice him Even if his hair was on fire
1: web tonight
0: cause we're all in the mood for a hero now and there's evildoers to fight howdy welcome to mcu complete me the show where we talk about all the marvel movies and decide how good they are I'm your host, Crystal, and with me as always is Luke. You had me at Howdy. Today we're going to talk about the first Marvel Cinematic Universe film, Spider-Man, 2002, directed by (laughs) Sam Raimi. Yeah, the the
1: original MCU movie. I'm trying to think, is this the first, like, Marvel movie? I mean, no, there's that weird Captain America one.
0: Blade. Blade is the start of the modern era of superhero movies. When
1: did Blade come out?
0: 98.
1: 98. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
0: X-Men was 2000, and this one was 2002.
1: Okay, okay. And this
0: one was, like, the, the big... big big hit
1: yeah this is the one that like yeah just ran away everyone adored this movie uh, and now every movie is just chasing what this movie did
0: in fact so much that they're gonna bring this movie back and make it canon to the MCU
1: apparently.
0: I mean, Doctor Strange is referenced in the second one, and he's the multiverse man, so maybe they'll tie that in.
1: Yeah, I have not really seen these movies since I was a teenager, uh, especially 2 and 3, so... And I really didn't know Marvel Comics at all back then, so any little references like that would have just completely gone over my head.
0: I saw... This is the first movie I owned on DVD, so I watched it many, many times as a young child. Yeah. I think the last time I watched this was Maybe four years ago, so I'm kind of coming at this with fresh eyes after having really gotten into superhero movies.
1: Yeah, I this was not like a huge movie for me. I saw it in theaters. I liked it a lot. I've probably seen it two or three times since then, but it was not one that I like watched and rewatched over and over. Um, what What did you think coming into it?
0: I mean, I remember. I kind of remember this one being the best one of the three. Okay, but I think maybe I was mixing up. Scenes from others that I thought were in this one
1: okay, sure yeah yeah yeah
0: uh i've I was surprised how much of this movie is spent in high school in my mind, they kind of breezed past it, but it is half the movie
1: yeah, yeah,
0: Harry is way more of an asshole <laughs> than I remembered he really is. And Norman is a much more sympathetic character than I remembered, and his arc is very parallel to Spider-Man's.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, he's, like, a shitty businessman, so, like, I only have so much sympathy, but he's definitely not just, like, an utter monster.
0: He's he's a working-class billionaire.
1: (laughs) Sure, yeah.
0: Uh, Also, the thing that struck me on this watch is how much the criminals are like... They might as well be from Robocop.
1: Uh, That's what I was going to say. The montage of him stopping criminals feels exactly like the Robocop montage.
0: Uh, And also, Mary Jane Watson is just... This this movie is filled with just, like, awful people. And then Mary Jane Watson is just, like, a basically decent person.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So that's what, like... It drives Peter to put her on such a pedestal. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: I My main feeling watching it today was that, like, there's a lot of things that I find uh, very charming about this movie. It's, like, heightened in a fun comic booky way that I feel like superhero movies have largely gotten away from. Um, and that's a lot of fun. I do think the acting is real hit and miss. I think most of the older actors uh, pretty much nail it. I think, like, Toby Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, and I don't know the name of the guy who plays Harry, are all a little not as good as I wish they were.
0: The Kirsten Dunst and Toby Maguire scenes are the peak of the awkward scenes in this movie for me. I think the rest of it's not that bad.
1: Like, and I don't know if it's, like, Toby Maguire intentionally playing it this way, or if it's just him acting not great and it's how it comes across. He seems like the most awkward nerd alive, which I I think you can totally play Spider-Man that way except that, Kirsten Dunst does not react to him as if that's what he's doing. She thinks it's like kind of cute that he just kind of smiles like a serial killer when he when she compliments him.
0: That's kind of how Tobey Maguire acts in all his other movies, though. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so it might just be that he's not a great actor.
0: I I was reading up that they 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 were pitching all sorts of people to be Spider Man. They were pitching Tom Cruise. They were pitching like Brad oh, Pitt. Wow. No, Tobey really blew them away with with his audition. And I'm wondering what did he do?
1: I mean. It, a Among those three, I guess I'd give it to Tobey Maguire, but...
0: (laughs) You don't want to see Tom
1: Cruise? I would want to see Tom Cruise from, like, the 80s be Spider-Man, maybe. He's way too old at this point for it. Oh, man, how old is Tobey Maguire at this point? Yeah, he's 28 years old when this movie is made, which is uh, older than he really should be. I guess I don't know how old Tom Cruise was at this point. In my head, he's like 40, but maybe that's wrong.
0: Yeah, I I had to keep reminding myself in this movie that these characters are 18 years old.
1: Yeah, uh, Kirsten Dunst was 20 when they made this movie, so she's not that far off.
0: These characters are like slightly older than they are in Far From Home.
1: Okay, yeah, no, Tom Cruise was 40 years old when they made this movie.
0: Well, that's fair. You can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a four-year-old high school student.
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: uh, I gotta know. Who's the name of the guy who plays Harry? I don't know. James Franco. Right, that guy! That
0: guy! Pineapple <laughs> Expressman.
1: Man, I haven't heard about James Franco in a long time. Long enough that I forgot his name. He hasn't
0: he hasn't been in a lot of films lately. God, yeah, Spring Breakers guy. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Spring Breakers guy. <laughs> the other thing I forgot about this film is that they people remember this as, you know, the fun, cartoony, brightly colored Spider-Man unlike these dour MCU movies.
1: No, it's pretty dour.
0: Yeah, they do frame this as, like, a Greek tragedy. It's like, ah, the curse. I am cursed with being Spider-Man. I can never be happy.
1: It's definitely dark, but it is, like, dark in a melodramatic, like, operatic way that I think feels more fun, even though the events are still sad. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It it does feel like an opera or a stage play in that there's just... There's not a lot of uh, subtlety in the events. You know, they do make these right. movies for children. Yeah. So when they have to illustrate that uh, Peter Parker's like a nerd who gets bullied, they really illustrate it.
1: Right. Is the first scene of the movie him trying to catch the bus? Yes. Uh.
0: <laughs> the bus driver's laughing at him. Everyone's laughing at him. Mary Jane's the one person who stands up and is like, you're a grown man. Just stop the bus. Right. <laughs>
1: Oh, right. The beginning, like the beginning beginning is like seeing Mary Jane on the bus and he's like, I wish I could tell you this was a happy story, (sighs) but it's not. But like any good story worth telling, it's about a girl. Weird opening narration. Why is that weird? I don't know. It just... I feel like one of the things that I think hurts this movie is that the Mary Jane Peter romance doesn't work very well. And I think part of that is that in a lot of different ways, Peter comes off as kind of a creep.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a movie that subscribes theology of man. Why do all these girls hate, date guys that treat them like shit instead of me, a nice guy? Right.
1: And I feel like, you know, we've talked before about like, you know, some, there's certain superheroes that have like these specific like bad readings that kind of are gross, like with Batman being a billionaire that beats up poor mental patients and the Hulk being like just, and just pure anger man until a beautiful woman can calm him down. I feel like Spider Man's version of that is very like incel fantasy of like, I will punch the bully and everyone will clap. And, like, good Spider-Man will, like, wrestle with that. And this movie kind of does a little bit, but it's... I don't know. I don't know if it totally succeeds on that level. Because, like, he punches the bully and it goes poorly for him. That part's good. I don't know. Does it go p- poorly for him? I mean, everybody's freaked out by it. And, like, his That's, like, the the genesis of the fight with him and Ben.
0: I guess so, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, it, it's, it's not a situation where everybody claps everybody's like jesus christ what the fuck you nearly killed him
0: yeah you're right i'm i'm comparing this to something like homecoming where peter's also supposed to be like kind of a nerd with not a lot of friends there yeah but there's like he's bullied by flash but most people just don't really care about him here it's like every single person on the bus is like you peter parker don't sit next to me you're so gross
1: even the other nerdy kids think
0: peter's too big of a nerd even harry hates him <laughs> Why do you say that? When he's like in the museum with them and he's telling Uh him spider facts and Harry's like, why would you tell that to me, Peter? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this is, this is your friend. (laughs) right yeah, yeah it kind of seems true. like because people also I guess bully Harry for being rich which is not something you hear too often he also has no friends so they're supposed to be like the two losers who stick by each other
1: right right yeah they're this movie's opening up on them going on a field trip to some kind of science museum laboratory combination yeah they do not dwell on it it does not matter that's just how this movie works and that's fine they're just
0: making spiders here yeah
1: just a museum where they genetically engineer spiders spiders. Don't worry about it. Why would yeah, children go I mean, on a field trip fine. to such a specific place? Shut the
0: fuck up. That's why. I think they named the place. I think it's a place.
1: I, I'm sure it's a place. I Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know.
0: It's New York. There's uh, science museums
1: sure. Um, yeah, Harry is, like, brought in, like, in a fancy car by his dad, uh, and, you know, his dad's chauffeur, and we get, like, he's rich, but he's flunked out of all the private schools, so now he has to go to public school.
0: No, you think he just pay for his degree. Yeah, yeah. he's I mean, high school, so it's not that big a deal.
1: Yeah, they don't. I feel like they maybe don't go as far as they needed to to demonstrate, like, how Harry is such a big, a big enough fuck-up that he's, like, managed to get kicked out of all those schools. I guess they're just assuming you think that those are prestigious institutions that you have to work hard at, and not, uh, you know, daycare for rich people.
0: Well, I think probably, because Norman's supposed to be like a, a self-made man, so he wants mm. his son to actually work hard. Right, right. But here, here's... Here's what's fucked up about this movie that I only caught on this watch. Okay. I knew that Harry's conflict in this film is that it's like, oh, his dad doesn't really, like, pay attention to him. It's not really part of his life. But no, his dad is trying to be a part of his life. Yes
1: and no. His, ah, you know, I know he said that uh, Norman is more sympathetic. He goes back and forth, because there's also, if when I graduated high school, my dad walked up to me and said,
0: well, it's not the first time I've been proven wrong. I would feel bad. You're right, that is pretty shitty. You know? You can kind of infer things, but like, yeah, it, like, why is he so weird about his dad dropping him off in a Rolls?
1: Well, sure, I, I get, you know, it's like, like I think Harry's line is that these are public school kids. I look like a fucking. He doesn't say he looks like a weenie, but he looks like a weenie coming to school with his rich car.
0: That doesn't make any sense because he would be quite popular for being the rich kid, I would think.
1: You know what? That's true because we see other kids being like super popular for having like sports cars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bever Peter's Peter's a little dweeb who's actually interested in the science. While everyone else is talking, there's like six scenes of the teacher telling all the students to shut up and pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny.
1: <laughs> What's oh yeah, no, his line is The next person who
0: talks will fail this course. I kid you not. <laughs>
1: Just so about the way that the teacher reads his lines is very good to me.
0: Yeah, he definitely he definitely acts his bit role very well. He seems pissed off at these kids.
1: Uh huh. But yeah, they're getting a lecture about how like oh look at all these cool things spiders can do, and it's just like you know it's all the Spider Man powers in individual spiders.
0: Yeah, you can be strong. You can be dexterous. You can have a, a spider sense.
1: Yeah, such good reflexes that it borders on precognition.
0: And uh, Peter tells Harry all sorts of facts like, oh, this is the most advanced electron microscope in the eastern seaboard. And Harry's like, shut the fuck up, Peter. I don't care. <laughs> then he goes over to Mary Jane and repeats that same fact. And Mary Jane's like, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. Harry sucks so bad.
1: He sucks really bad. And Mary Jane seems in this scene like she understands that he sucks. Which makes it confusing to me that she, uh, dates him later. Do you think so? Well, because there's the bit where, like, he, she's looking at the spiders and he walks up and, is, like, she says, ooh, gross. And he's like, oh, yeah, I hate him. And she says, like, oh, what? No, I kind of love him. And he responds, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And she kind of shoots him a look, like, what the uh- Okay, we're not having an honest conversation. You're just... A dude who thinks I'm pretty. Okay,
0: whatever. Mary Jane, to me, feels very credulous in this movie. Yeah. It's kind of like, if if someone is basically nice to her, she will reciprocate.
1: Seems like maybe she doesn't get uh, enough of people being nice to her in her life.
0: Yeah, seems like uh, a lot of people treat her real bad. Uh-huh. That's why at the end of the movie, she gives a speech of, Peter, you're the only person who's been nice to me. You're a nice guy, <laughs> and like those assholes.
1: Right. Uh, but yeah, Peter was, like, snapping pictures of her for the school paper. Um. And while he's doing that, <laughs> they set up that one of the, like, mutant spider specimens is missing, and the scientist does not care. She's like, oh, huh. Well, anyway... <laughs> And uh, meanwhile it bites Peter uh kicking off a whole new direction for his
0: life. The spider has the same coloration as Spider-Man.
1: It's that is true and I like it. <laughs> That's good to me. Yeah. I also like me- that it's not like like in um into the Spider-Verse when Miles gets bit he like kills the spider he like slaps it. This one just kind of crawls away. Hypothetically it could bite again. <laughs>
0: Maybe that'll come up in Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, maybe,
1: maybe. I bet it won't.
0: What if Tom Holland's Spider-Man got bit by this spider? Oh. (laughs) It developed double
1: powers. (laughs) Now we're talking. I also feel like if I'm Peter, I'm smart. I'm listening to the lectures about these mutant super spiders. If I got bit by a spider in this room and, like, noticed it like he does, I might have, like, said, like, Hi,
0: excuse me, I just got bit? What? Huh? Am I going to die? I mean, they didn't say the spiders were venomous, right? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. You wouldn't assume that being bit by a spider would implant the radioactive spider blood into your DNA. Well, no, because, (laughs) no, I would not assume that. actually they didn't even say it's radioactive it's just genetically engineered see that's modernizing the concept
1: yeah i don't think in this version he has radioactive spider blood
0: norman osborne is also being bullied by the yeah. u.s army
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> the general that represents the contract he has with the military just hates him for some reason
1: yeah they- establish it but they do establish that he just fucking hates Norman Osborn
0: I would like nothing more than to see Osborn put out of business
1: why he seems like he's pretty good at his job
0: Yeah, he seems like he's a really good scientist. He's built this huge company within his lifetime.
1: Yeah, he's a good scientist, he's a good businessman, and he clearly demonstrates to you that he's willing to uh, smooth over ethical dilemmas with projects for the government. What's not to like, General?
0: Well, see, he's just like Peter. That's why he likes Peter so much when he met him.
1: Right, he's something of a scientist himself.
0: Let's say he's, a, he's not like his son, who's just an entitled rich kid. Yeah. Uh, there's one scientist who works He's like,
1: huh, yeah, General, uh, that super serum you had us make, it's gonna drive people crazy if we put it in people, so probably should, uh, start over with it
0: I feel, I, here's my, here's my conspiracy theory for this movie Uh-huh I think Dr. Strom is a spy Because <laughs> okay. later, we see, like, a newspaper article on the front page of the Daily Bugle that's, like, uh-huh. Oscorp about to lose contract to Quest It's like, wait, how would they know that? Because Strom leaked it <laughs> <laughs> and that's why also like like you'd think they would discuss this meeting beforehand and kinda of come with a united front. Yeah. Uh-huh. Strom is speaking out, contradicting his boss. That's true. He's a that's corporate true. spy, Luke. Hmm, hmm
1: But also he's right, so I I feel like it's more just that Osborne really needs this contract and is trying to bury that there's, like, dangers with his super serum. Uh, and this guy is, like, the ethical scientist who's like, no, we have to tell the truth.
0: Well, yeah, but the only reason it's so dangerous is because they're on a rush timetable. Like, they could work it out if they had more time.
1: That's the thing to me that, <laughs> yeah, with the government, where it's like, you could just... Uh, wait, He is like, inventing a drug that turns people into superhumans? Why are you so impatient about it?
0: The super soldier serum. If this was MCU, it'd be the super soldier serum.
1: Yeah, he, like, he says that it's, like, they tested it on eight mice and seven of them it worked on. I feel like if uh, you could show me seven mice that are just, like, fucking jacked as hell. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna extend your funding
0: a little longer. (laughs) Yeah, seven out of eight's not bad. It was only one test that the mice went crazy.
1: Right? Do you think that mouse that went crazy is also having like hallucinations of like another persona inside of him talking to him <laughs> in the mirror, a,
0: jo- a Joker mouse?
1: <laughs> yeah, like the mouse just has a little mirror in his cage and it's just like, listen, we need to kill for the cheese. No, we can't. That would that would be wrong. Don't let your weakness hold you back.
0: <laughs> I want that scene. Luke, this is the fourth Spider Man movie we have watched. That's, what's the,
1: wait, I'll oh, write Spider Verse, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's the first appearance of Uncle Ben.
1: That's true, huh?
0: Yeah, they don't like bring him back.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like it almost seems like with Spider Man movies, they have felt like, Ah, they did Uncle Ben right in the Raimi movie. We don't need to, like, retread that ground. As opposed to Batman movies where every single Batman movie needs a goddamn scene of his parents getting shot in an alley.
0: God, it's gotta see the pearl necklace fall apart.
1: You gotta see the pearl necklace fall apart!
0: Yeah, Cliff Robertson does a good job as Uncle Ben. Rosemary Harris is Aunt May too.
1: You You immediately
0: get from them that they're just good parents i love in a movie and like it's when it's like a stupid blockbuster when all the like old stage actors just outact everyone yeah it rules (laughs) yeah he's he's an electrician he just got laid off and all the new jobs are like for computers and he's a 68 year old man he doesn't know anything about computers right kind of a parallel with uh norman osborne losing his contract
1: A little bit, a little bit. Uh, But instead of uh, deciding to um, do an unethical experiment upon himself, Uncle Ben has just decided to be patient and think about his family and figure something out down the road.
0: Yeah, it'll work out.
1: It'll work out. They'll figure something out.
0: Peter comes home from a spider bite and just kind of immediately goes to bed and passes out.
1: Yeah, he's just... super sick from the spider bite and just kind of trudges up to his room immediately Uh, and yeah just collapses onto the floor and just like huddles in the corner with a blanket over him while his DNA gets replaced with red and blue DNA which is very funny to me yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I think the CGI in this movie is very obvious but I think it works yeah what struck me is that man this is not that much worse than endgame CGI uh,
1: I feel like endgame CGI does like blend the colors better like you can definitely anytime they switch to like a CGI Green Goblin scene it's very obvious to me I feel like Spider-Man is less so just because he moves so fast your eye doesn't like have time to tell how it's wrong.
0: I think full suit Spider-Man looks really good. I think it's noticeable when he's in civilian clothes or in the, like, wrestling suit.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But they made full suit Spider-Man look really good.
1: Yeah, I agree. When it's, like, a completely an animated scene, it looks good.
0: Uh, Sam Raimi was insistent on this movie that there should be no shot that's 100% CGI. There should always be something real on the screen.
1: I would believe that that's the case if they're, like, animating Spider-Man against, like, actual footage of, like, a city block or something. But even so, like, I guess that's what I mean when I say fully animated, but yeah.
0: Norman's also about to go through a big change because he's going to test himself. Yeah. I think a really humanizing moment for Norman is when his, his, it, Strom is strapping him in, and he has to put the cold <laughs> metal bars on his skin. Yeah. He's like, oh, cold.
1: He's giving all these villain monologues about how, like, after 40,000 years of evolution, we've barely tapped into the lowest depths of human potential. Oh, ah, gosh, that's cold.
0: Well, yeah, that's if you take a super soldier serum, then it won't be cold anymore. That's just illustrating yeah. how weak he is. Uh-huh. See, I also think Strom is a corporate spy here, because he's, you know, he's putting on crocodile tears but he's going along with this because he knows norman's probably gonna die
1: you know hey i i, I smell a youtube video crystal <laughs> you won't believe the hidden meaning in spider-man
0: norman osborne gets drinks a potion and gets suffocated with green gas And he starts freaking out, and Strom goes in there and starts pumping his heart because it looks like he's dead. But then he wakes up, and grabs his neck, and says, "Back to formula. Ah, I'm the Green Goblin now.
1: I'm the Green Goblin. Fucking. Uh, Willem Dafoe
0: is so fucking good in this movie. He really, really acts his heart out.
1: He's so good."
0: these Spider-Man movies you know they have really subtle foreshadowing because like Uh you had Mysterio in the last movie Mm -hmm. and then this one initially Norman Osborn seems like a nice guy but it turns out he's the foe
1: (laughs) shut the fuck up
0: Peter wakes up and he's ripped now. He doesn't need his glasses anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the raunchier scenes in the movie, just for the adults when they're Uh taking their kids to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Aunt May calls down from below, Peter, are you okay? Any change from yesterday? And Peter looks down at his dick and says, big change.
1: Yeah, he does look down at his dick which I did not remember happening and like it, it's just him from like the shoulders up so you have the plausible deniability that he's just looking down at his bod but no he's scoping out his own dick
0: you know spiders don't have penises
1: oh really how do they do they got like a, a ovipositor situation
0: they have like little bulbs that they saturate okay. with semen I see I see so maybe that's what Peter grew. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, he comes down, Is Aunt May and Uncle Ben are like, what's up with you? You were like, you went to bed at like 4pm yesterday and now you're doing parkour in our tiny house. And he just ignores them and runs out. They're, they're glad to see he's better. They're glad to see he's better. They're very loving, caring parents. Yeah, uh, and Uncle Ben does remind him that they have to paint the kitchen together uh, tonight after school. Yep, he does say uh, that. He does say that, which, yeah, listen, it'll be important later. As they walk outside, uh, Mary Jane is also walking outside while her dad just yells abusive invectives at her as she goes down the street.
0: Yeah, she is. She comes from an abusive household. Yeah. And uh, Peter sees her walk off and seems like he's going to approach her, but then he kind of talks himself like, come on, just say hi. Uh, we've, we've been neighbors for uh, 12 years. Maybe we should get to know each other. You want to go out sometime? But she gets picked up by her friends and drives off.
1: This is part of what I mean by, like... I really feel like if you think about it at all, Peter's a huge creep, because they have they been walking the same way to school this entire time while he's just been, like, longingly staring at her from 12 feet behind her? Because that's not okay.
0: Yeah, he he does need to just, like, talk to her. It's been 12 years, Peter.
1: Either talk to her or don't be a weirdo to her. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, And then the school bus drives by, which he, like, runs to catch it, like, in the first scene say this one is less the bus's fault because like it's not like
0: he was waiting at a bus stop yeah that's true We're, the bus wouldn't stop there no <laughs> but he he grabs the like go wildcats thing on the side of the bus and he ends up accidentally tearing it off because he's got sticky hands now
1: right yeah he's got them sticky hands
0: the thing that gets me about Peter and Mary Jane Is that every time he does talk to her She is always, like, glad That he finally approached her
1: Yeah, he. she is nothing but inviting as a person Yeah
0: <laughs> So do it more, Peter Right? Norman Osborne's also found passed out Yes It's like, oh, the glider in the suit has been stolen And Strom has been killed
1: Yep, that's no good uh, Yeah, and he has, like, no memory of it He's, like, went into a fugue when he became the Goblin
0: Right, because Goblin and Norman Osborne are kind of different personalities
1: right uh meanwhile at school uh mary jane slips in a puddle in the cafeteria and peter like catches her and then catches everything on her tray
0: and she says nice cool reflexes also your eyes are really pretty
1: yeah she makes no move to get away from him and compliments his eyes like come the fuck
0: on peter well to be fair she is uh engaged to flash thompson
1: (laughs) is she already engaged
0: At the graduation, she has a line like, here, take your ring back. So I guess they were engaged. (laughs)
1: I guess I my, like, reading of it was he had proposed to her, like, in that scene, but I don't know for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, you might be right.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, she, like, stands six inches away from him and compliments his eyes, and his only reaction is to just smile like a serial killer at her, and she just kind of laughs and is like, ha, okay, I'll see you later, and does not seem uncomfortable by him at all.
0: You think she likes him? Ha! <laughs> You know, Crystal, I think she might. Um, Peter accidentally... Because he can't control his webs. He's got organic web shooters now. Controversial decision.
1: Yeah, how do you feel about organic web shooters, Crystal?
0: I think they're fine.
1: I also think they're fine. I think I like them better than the artificial web shooters. Why is that? Because to me, and we've talked about it plenty of times, I'm not a comic books person. So in general, I don't have like an attachment to how like it normally is in the comics. But to me, like the fun of Spider-Man is that he is a normal guy who gets like these super- is foisted onto him and has to figure out how to balance that stuff out. Stuff like the mechanical web shooters and like, you know, in a lot of Spider-Mans, he'll like be an inventor and have all kinds of gadgets and stuff that he also makes to the point that he would basically all, he was always going to be a superhero. He was just going to be more of like a Tony Stark than, you know, a, a superpower kind of guy. And that's, I, I, that doesn't jibe with what I like about Spider-Man. And I know that's dumb because it's been part of Spider-Man from the beginning, but, but, But for me, this movie was the entry point to Spider-Man, and it makes way more sense to me if, like, he can be a smart guy, even a really smart guy, but, like, his superhuman abilities are all related to the spider bite. That makes more sense to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the Peter Parker as engineer is filled by him making the suit. Yeah. Because making, like, a good sturdy suit that holds up to all the stuff he's doing is, like, an engineering challenge. Right, right. But it's not uh, as, like, out there as making your own special fluid and web shooter.
1: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, also, this movie uh, definitely uses the accidental web shooting off as, like, a puberty metaphor thing. Peter can't stop shooting off this white sticky stuff everywhere. Oh, dang.
0: Yeah, I suppose you could look at it that way if you were a pervert. <laughs> No you're right
1: No it's what There's a whole scene of him Like covering his Bedroom in webbing And then Aunt May's like Peter what are you doing In there sweetie And he gets like Uh uh that, Nothing Don't come in
0: Yeah you're right That's another joke For the parents In the audience
1: Right. Uh, but yeah, in accidentally shooting his web for the first time, he flings a tray full of food onto, this is Flash Thompson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and kicks off a fight with them. I like how this movie visualizes the spider sense, which is just that, like, when Peter, like, feels threatened or, like, focuses, just everything moves in super slow motion to him.
0: Yeah, I think they do it good. I think they do it better than the Peter tingle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, the kids crowd around Flash and Peter so, to watch them fight, and And, uh, Peter is just, like, effortlessly dodging all his punches.
0: And eventually, he he punches back and knocks him, like, all the way down the hallway.
1: He does like a Dragon Ball Z punch to him.
0: And he kind of thinks everyone would be impressed, but like you said, everyone looks at him like he's some kind of freak.
1: The only person who's impressed is Harry, which is very funny to me. Yeah,
0: because Harry's a shithead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Harry thinks it's cool that he nearly killed a child with his fists. Uh.
0: now Peter runs away from school and he there's a close up of him of his like barbs coming out of his finger that explains how he has sticky fingers
1: it's kind of gross (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, l- it's a little body horror-y. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that makes sense. Like, how else will it work through the suit?
1: Yeah, for sure. It would have to be sticking through the suit somehow. But he also has, like, a little, like, white splotch under his skin where the web comes out, which is gross to see.
0: Yeah, I guess he'll always wear a wristband.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he starts climbing buildings and then, like, jumping across them. He's having the time of his life. I love this scene. It's good. He's just, like, pure joy. And then he gets to a gap that's too big to jump, but he sees a crane that, hey, maybe I could use... Use that web to swing, and then he has to sit there and like try to figure out how the fuck to make his web come out.
0: Now, important note here: the scene does establish that DC Comics exists in the movie.
1: That's true because he tries to say up, 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 up and away, web, like Superman.
0: Yeah, and and he also says Shazam.
1: Right. Yeah, he says Shazam too. Yeah, yeah.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I don't have a strong opinion, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have a strong opinion either. It stood out to me because it feels like something that would never happen today. Like people will be more careful about their IPs.
1: For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, he 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 web swings, but he slams against the wall because he's still learning. And he even right. comes home way too late, and Uncle Ben's already painted the house without him.
1: Ugh, that's the worst feeling, when you, like, forgot about a chore you were supposed to help with, and then you see that they just did it all by themselves.
0: It doesn't feel good.
1: I hate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, like, yeah, his, his food's left in the oven, he goes upstairs stairs and trying to remember what happens next oh right this is where like he sees uh mary jane's mom and dad abusing her uh through their windows
0: yeah and since he's shirked his one chore already he's like well i guess i should take out the trash right And he meets mary jane outside and this was the most awkward scene in the movie to me 100
1: yeah yeah because like she's embarrassed that he saw like the scene in her house and he is just um awkward cuz girl pretty and it's really uncomfortable
0: with mary jane it's like it's it feels like she is just waiting for him to to say that he likes her
1: yeah totally but
0: she's also not willing to be more direct about it right in the way that I I had trouble keeping my eyes on screen for this one.
1: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, totally. Oh yeah, I think we brushed past it also this- in, like, the morning of this day. You saw Peter, like, look out his window and into Mary Jane's window as she's getting dressed, and I don't like the implications of that.
0: Yeah, their windows are perfectly level with each other, so they can just totally see into each other's rooms.
1: He's definitely spied on her while she's been, like, more undressed.
0: Yep, that's definitely supposed to be the implication of that scene. Uh huh. You're, you're definitely supposed to think, man, if only I had that, if only I was in that position, and I could spy on Mary Jane.
1: Right? Yeah, it's not good. Again, I, it, Peter's a bit of a creep, and it's. I mostly like this movie, but that is a hard thing for me to get over.
0: Is also informed by the fact that I know in real life Toby McGuire's a creep.
1: Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs>
0: What, what what do Mary Jane and Peter even say besides?
1: They're like talking about like what do you what are you gonna do when you graduate? And Peter says like he wants to move into the city and maybe get a job as a photographer uh, while he like pays his way through college. And Mary Jane wants to become a uh, stage actress.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Mary Jane's thing in this movie is that she's kind of, like, embarrassed about wanting to be an actress, and she's worried that other people are going to make fun of her for it, but Peter accepts her for who she is.
1: He accepts her for who she is, but he also talks about, like, how moved he was emotionally when, like, she played Cinderella in the fourth grade, which... Oh, you know
0: that's better than anyone else gives her
1: that's the thing that's better than what anyone else gives her which is very sad because it's a strange thing for a guy to say like he's still carrying around the feelings he had watching a stage play when you were nine yeah
0: he's been pining for her for 12 years yeah uh uh-huh again and you get the sense that this is uh one of the first extended conversations they've ever had
1: yeah i understand how they haven't had more conversations just by their proximity together you know
0: because he's he's shy and now only now he's getting confidence because he's hot now
1: but she's not shy and she seems friendly like she would just bump into him and be like oh hey how you doing Peter I guess then he would just smile like a killer at her and she would then she'd laugh back like that was a normal reaction and be okay well bye
0: well she's friendly but she's also kind of passive I don't think she ever initiates a conversation
1: yeah you might be
0: right about that actually but she's always happy when Peter talks to her
1: yeah But they get interrupted because Flash has shown up with uh, his new car, and uh, this this convinces (laughs) Peter that if he wants to win Mary Jane, he needs a car of his own, because he has the same, like, problem-solving skills as Barappa the Rapper.
0: (laughs) Yes. And then he's flipping through a newspaper and sees a car that's less than $3,000 and an ad for wrestling that pays $3,000. And then there's a scene of a, a car and Mary Jane fading into his brain.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. The editing
0: in this movie is fantastic.
1: I, it's, the editing is a blast. And yeah, I just love the like, Again, I kind of don't like the the Peter Mary Jane romance, but this bit where it's just this dumbass teenage logic of, well, if I get a car, then she'll like me. That's great. Love it.
0: Yeah, this is totally the teenage thing of you can't just talk to the girl. You have to come up with a convoluted scheme.
1: Right. Totally. So yeah, the the ad for the wrestling thing, it's $3,000 to last three minutes against, uh, what's his name? Bonesaw McGraw.
0: Bonesaw McGraw.
1: (laughs) Which is a great name. Uh, but it, colorful characters needed.
0: Yep, so he, he, there's a whole montage of him designing his costume.
1: Which, hmm, let me say, a teenager trying to come up with a cool costume for an underground wrestling contest is such a better origin story for a costume than fucking, I don't know, we stole this one from the military like all the other ones.
0: I agree, it's fantastic. I also love that in this world, wrestling is just real.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Why shouldn't it be? Superheroes are real, why not wrestling?
0: They just let teenagers get horribly mutilated.
1: Yeah. This movie just, like, knows- it understands that comic books are supposed to be, like, fun and a little silly and that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's a a goofy comic book movie.
1: And like, yeah, even when it's like tragic, it can still be goofy. Uh, We get the scene we talked about with uh, where Peter's practicing his web slinging uh, and it's it's an extended metaphor for jerking it. And uh, then we get the other scene we've talked about where Norman sees the uh, newspaper story about how his company's falling apart and he gets the first Norman is introduced to the Green Goblin in his head.
0: Yes, there's a whole scene of he hears the voice and he looks around at all his masks it's like uh where am i follow the chill down your spine
1: <laughs> real quick why does norman osborne have a bunch of fucked up masks in his mansion that's the only decor he's got it's nothing but creepy masks and a lot of them don't look like masks they look like the skinned faces of like monsters <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's why he ends up putting on the goblin mask. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, foreshadowing. I guess so. This is who he's into.
1: Yeah, now the goblin mask was not part of the flight suit. Do you think he just, after murdering Strom, stayed late to like go into the lab and like set up the fabricator to make that mask?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's we, a genius scientist.
1: You're saying we got cheated out of our own montage of shirtless Willem <laughs> Defoe in the lab, scribbling out designs for a goblin helmet. Yes, exactly.
0: See, he's just like uh, Peter.
1: I would have wanted to see that very badly. Um, Ben and May are talking about, like, Ben is saying that he's not sure what's wrong with Peter. Either he's, like, too embarrassed to tell him what the problem is, or Ben's too embarrassed to ask him what the problem is. But uh, we, we got to do something about this. Uh, so he comes up with a good excuse. He's like, oh, I'll drive you to where you're going to go to give us an excuse to talk because I'm a good dad.
0: Yeah, and he, like, he, he talks to him about the fight. He's worried that he's becoming like a violent person. Tells him that just because, you know, maybe this guy deserved it, but just because you have the power to fight someone doesn't mean you should.
1: Yeah, because the thing about great power is that it comes with great responsibility.
0: Which this does fall a little flat to me when most of what Spider-Man does is beat up robbers.
1: You mean, like, you don't think he's living up to his great responsibility?
0: No, not really. Like, I think the the better Spider-Man actions are when, like, he's saving a baby from a burning building. But when he's fighting the RoboCop criminals, uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, we should probably hold off on that till we get to it. But yeah, this movie, again, it, it's kind of the the double edge to it being a goofy comic book movie is that, like... CRIMINALS are just like guys with, uh, ski masks and handguns that rob random people and there's like nothing more informing their actions other than they are crime people that do crimes.
0: See, that's why Spider-Man 3 is the best one, because they kind of subvert that.
1: I have not seen Spider-Man 3 in a long time. I did not like it as a teenager, but I suspect I will like it a lot more on a second viewing.
0: Peter kind of brushes off Ben's good advice and says, like, stop trying to be my dad.
1: Yeah, Peter's a real shit to his uncle.
0: Cliff Robertson acts real good because you can tell he's very hurt by Peter's outcome. You can tell
1: he's both very hurt, but also knows, like, he's a dipshit teenager. He doesn't mean that, but that doesn't change the fact that, yeah, that, that stung when he's said it
0: professional actor right there good job
1: yeah yeah i'll I'll say being pretty mean to toby Maguire. i think for good reason i think he does do a good job in this scene of like knowing full well that he just said something over the line but like and like wanting to take it back but like not having it in him to to actually say it and he just like turns away i i feel like he does good in that one scene
0: yeah you're right there there is a sense of I I want to deal with this, but also I just want to get away from it and go wrestle and not think about it.
1: Oh, I didn't mean that, but also, like, I'm a dipshit teenager and I'm not going to back down from what I said in the moment. Yeah. Uh, we get the first uh, Bruce Campbell cameo in these movies as the, the host of the wrestling thing.
0: Always fun to see Bruce. I love a Bruce. <laughs>
1: But yeah, Bonesaw McGraw is just, uh, murdering people with his bare hands. It's just a guy doing a fucking Macho Man impression. It's pretty good.
0: Portrayed by Macho Man Randy Savage.
1: Oh, that is Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) Fuck. Well, I'm not a wrestling guy. What do you want from me? Uh, so yeah, uh, Peter and Bonesaw get locked into a cage match.
0: Well, Peter introduces his name to Bruce Campbell as the human spider. He says, ah, that sucks, which is a line that always stuck in my head. And instead introduces him as the Amazing Spider-Man.
1: The Amazing
0: Spider-Man! Yeah, it's fun. If I was a Columbo trying to find out Spider-Man's identity, Uh I would think I would probably check the records here, but also I bet they didn't take his legal name.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Peter didn't put his real name down.
0: Yeah, they they put down the cage for this Spider-Man versus Bonesaw match. right. And Spider-Man kind of jumps up and sticks to the cage and he says, nice outfit. Did your husband give it to you? And Bonesaw says, yeah, he gave it to me on their anniversary of our marriage. You know, for someone who's faced discrimination for your amazing powers, Spider-Man, I'm surprised you'd be so homophobic. You're on the wrong side of history.
1: (laughs) And then everybody claps.
0: Uh, but Peter kind of gets beat up a little because he's not used to fighting, but eventually he kicks Bone and beats him.
1: Yeah, I feel like if this was uh like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Bone Saw like would punch him and then hurt his own hand. I like that they set up that like, yeah, Peter's strong and he's got cool powers, but like a normal guy can beat him up.
0: Yeah, and he also hasn't had a lot of time to prepare for this. That's why the costume's so hasty. Whereas by the end of this movie, like he's 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 done the exercise and the training and he can fight better.
1: Right. Yeah, we should say, yeah, he had like a drawing that was like dead on the spider-man costume but then he shows up to this in like a spray-painted uh sweatshirt and a ski mask which i like it's a good costume <laughs> yeah
0: because he pinned down bone saw in two minutes the guy steals twenty nine hundred dollars from him and only pays him a hundred bucks
1: yeah yeah and, uh, Peter, yeah, he's like, oh, well, I need this money really bad. And the guy's like, I, I missed the part where that's my problem.
0: He doesn't need it really bad, but he does owe him the money. <laughs>
1: he does owe him the Like, the absolute most you could say maybe is that, ah, uh, you only get a thousand bucks a minute, you know? But even that, no, that's not what the deal was
0: probably don't sign uh contracts in this one. They probably didn't have that in writing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like, man, the cops should be shutting down this whole operation.
1: Yeah, there's just a cop hanging out in the like backstage area here. What's that guy doing?
0: He's probably on the take. He's another corrupt cop.
1: Yeah, that's true. What he's doing is taking money from this guy. <laughs> Uh, and then a mugger shows up and takes all of the guy's money, and Peter just kinda blithely lets him get past him into the elevator to escape.
0: I love that the mugger walks in the door at the same time Peter walks out, and they kind of politely walk past each other. There's like a rapport between Peter and this mugger.
1: Yeah, 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 up until the mugger kills Uncle Ben, he could have been Peter's new friend.
0: Yeah, the mugger just, uh, puts the money in the bag, and he runs through the elevator, and he says, Thanks. Yeah, As uh, Peter holds open the door for him And later, in like 10 seconds When there will be a flashback of this scene They use a different <laughs> yeah. take of him saying thanks
1: They do, that's true uh, But yeah, the, the like business guy That fucked over Peter is just like Hey, wh- why'd you let him escape? You could've torn that guy apart, now he's got all my money And Peter just shoots the same line back And I'm like, I-, I missed the part where that's my problem And the guy just, the guy has a look of like Ah, fuck, you got me, yeah, okay, bye
0: <laughs> you know, I, I know this is supposed to be Peter's big mistake. But I would do this, too.
1: Uh, That's part of what I think works really well in this movie, is that Peter is completely sympathetic in this moment.
0: Yeah, that guy stole 2900 bucks from him.
1: Yeah, like, fuck him. But then you see that, like, because he did a selfish, petty thing, uh, even though it was maybe justified in the moment, it had, like, ripple effects that hurt someone he cared about. I don't know, I I feel like it's well-constructed.
0: Yeah, because it turns out uh, that guy jacked Uncle Ben's car while he was waiting outside by the library yeah he gets killed yeah yeah it's sad yeah they 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 act the dying scene well yep like
1: ben very much it's not a thing of like he's not trying to put on a brave face or anything he is upset that he is dying
0: yeah he's also like they don't give him like deep last words or anything he's just like croaking out peter's name as he dies
1: yeah uh uh-huh uh, and then while Peter is sobbing over his dead uncle, he hears the cops mention, uh, the direction that the mugger went in a car, and he resolves to, uh, go, uh, fuck this guy up.
0: Yeah, he's able to track the mugger's car well because he drives, like, a GTA character. He sure does. Yeah, again, there's just, like, cartoon criminals in this
1: movie. 100%, yeah. You are not meant to, like... <laughs> This is not a movie that wants you to think about, like, what factors contribute to someone doing crime. Like, no, none of that. There's just criminals. And they gotta get beat up by the Spider-Man. Which in some way, like, it kind of sucks. And, like, you, you know, should be aware of the ways in which it sucks. But the fact that it's, like, not even pretending to, like, be anything but goofy cartoons makes it easier for me to swallow than, like, an MCU movie that wants to be, like, cool and progressive but they all suck so bad when you, like, pick at them an inch.
0: Yeah, the MCU is definitely worse about it.
1: Yeah. Like, this movie has no pretensions of being anything other than what it is.
0: Uh, he jumps on the guy's car and makes him crash and eventually he pins him down in like an abandoned building. The most abandoned building. Like again, RoboCop.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I, never, I don't think I'd seen RoboCop when I saw this movie. I feel like that was a real big influence on it. Yeah, this
0: is a prequel to RoboCop. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: Yeah, the, the, the suit that the Quest guys are making, that's uh, Robocop prototype.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was another thing, too, that, like, the competing company is Quest Aerospace, which is a real company in the real world. Whereas, like, if this was today, it would be, like, I don't know, Star Labs or something. That might be DC.
0: Really? That, oh my god.
1: Yeah, Quest Aerospace is a real company.
0: Did they pay to be in this movie to be fucked up? Maybe, I don't know. Because huh. especially
1: when they keep talking about the exoskeleton, I definitely assumed it was going to be, like, a shitty looking Iron Man or something because I've been MCU poisoned. And no, it's not that at all. It's a totally different thing.
0: You can definitely see all the parts in this movie where they would mcu if I if they made it today. For sure.
1: Uh, but yeah, I don't even think he kills this guy, does he? He just, like, beats him up and the guy, like, like stumbles backwards and dies, right?
0: Yeah, he definitely uh, beats him up, like, smashes his head against the, the wall and the windows and stuff. And then he sees his face and has the flashback with the different takes of him running to the elevator.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But yeah, then he twists his arm and he stumbles back through the window. Right. So Daredevil rules he did not kill this guy. Yeah, exactly. But also, he has super reflexes. He could have saved him. So he did let him die. It
1: almost feels to me like a studio note thing of like, oh, you can't have Spider-Man do a murder here. But like, the story needs him to murder this guy because it needs to be like, this is the moment like, oh, never again. I can't do that again. So they have to like come up to this middle ground where like, he basically killed him. But if you want to get as technical as possible, he didn't push him
0: the part where the cartoon criminalness goes a little too far for me is when the guys like begging for his life just give me a chance and turns out that's actually just a trick so he can shoot spider-man
1: yeah that's true which is something that they do again at the end of the movie
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just you can't trust the criminals
1: you can't trust criminals. They're too busy doing crime. Uh, but yeah, then, uh, yes, uh, Peter comes home and him and Aunt May are just like holding each other and crying. Well, meanwhile, at a Qu- uh, Quest Aerospace test site, they're checking out this exoskeleton, which looks like shit. I don't know why this general is so horny for this thing.
0: It doesn't look like it would be that useful. No.
1: Like, I guess it's more armored than like the Green Goblin Glider, uh, I guess. But it seems like it's just strictly worse than an airplane or a helicopter. It looks like a shitty helicopter.
0: The glider would be a lot harder to hit.
1: Yeah, the glider, I can understand, like, a possible use case for it. It's way more maneuverable than a helicopter uh, and way faster. Whereas this thing is just bad. And, you know, to Norman's credit, he proves it by murdering this man and then the general.
0: This thing does kind of look like a prototype war machine because it has the big gun off the back.
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, but the general just hates Osborne for no reason. That's why he's... He's doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So far, Norman's crimes, uh, murdered a scientist who I guess, unless your theory's right, hasn't really done anything wrong. But then he murdered a bunch of uh like executives at a like military industrial company and also some like like generals in the US military. Overall, I feel like he's had a
0: net positive effect on the world so far. More like the Red Goblin, am I right? <laughs> he's a communist green goblin. <laughs> Uh,
1: but yeah, like, there's a really great transition from, like, the flying debris of the bunker blowing up to all the kids at school throwing their hats up at graduation.
0: Yeah, that's a really good edit. (sighs) Yeah. I do like that they dedicate a lot of time, this movie, to Peter and May just, like, crying and being sad about Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Compare that to something like uh Black Widow in Endgame where they barely have time to mourn her.
1: Right. Or the the Tom Holland Spider-Man's where you would be forgiven for not knowing that Uncle Ben mattered to Peter at all.
0: Yeah. I like I like that the movie takes some time to breathe and have these moments.
1: For sure, yeah. I was surprised that, like, yeah, we're almost halfway and we haven't really established, like, the Spider-Man status quo yet.
0: Yeah, there's still, he just graduated halfway point of this movie.
1: Yeah, I would say, like, the moment where he, like, becomes Spider-Man is that montage and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Norman's here. Like I said, he's kind of shitty to Harry. He's, like, congratulating him, but in a very backhanded way. And then immediately, like, shoves him aside to be way nicer to Peter.
0: Well, to be fair, Peter's uncle did just die.
1: I think that in a vacuum, what Norman is saying to Peter here is very nice and sweet. I feel like you can't neg your son and then push past him to uh, be nice to his friend.
0: That's fair. I'll I'll put one on the chalkboard for Harry in this scene. Yeah. But Harry does see uh, Mary Jane breaking up with Flash. He's like, hmm, time for me to move in.
1: Yeah.
0: I read an earlier version of the script. Okay. Where Harry does explicitly say at the end that he doesn't even really like MJ. He just wants to date her because she thinks she's hot and that'll impress his dad.
1: Oh, wow. That is not at all how it is in, like, the final
0: version. It kind of seems like what that's what it is. It's just that he ends up not being impressed.
1: Yeah, but it also just does... Like, it doesn't feel like he's a dick to her other than... It it feels more like Harry is a weird uh, little robot boy who doesn't know how to relate to people and completely, like tanks their relationship because of that, you know?
0: I'd say I'd say he's a dick to her. Like, both in the scene where he's, like, insulting her dress and saying, you should have worn the black dress to impress my dad.
1: No, that's true. He's a dick in that scene.
0: He doesn't stand up for her at all when uh, Norman insults her.
1: He stands up for her a little bit, but yeah, he could definitely do more. Uh, but yeah, uh, Peter is... In his room, he's he's crying because his uncle didn't see him graduate and he's telling Aunt May about how, like, the last thing they talked about was a fight and it was all Peter's fault. And she's, like, reassuring him that, eh, you loved him and he knew that. Don't worry about it. You know, you, got, you can't let that, like, stick with you that way.
0: And she tells him that he's destined for great things and then he takes out his suit.
1: Right, yeah, he suddenly now has, like, the perfect Spider-Man suit. Where'd he get it? Fuck you, that's where. I love it. <laughs>
0: I think he just spent the summer making it. It's like last time he was on a rush to get the to get the wrestling.
1: Sure, but they don't like ever establish that he's good at like sewing or anything. I I I'm not criticizing it. I like that he just has a cool superhero suit and don't you worry about where it came from.
0: Yeah, then here you get the montage of he is now Spider Man. He has the
1: here we get the Robocop montage. He shoots web between a woman's dress to like web up a guy's dick to save her from uh, a sexual assault.
0: Yeah, and you get a lot of good scenes of uh, random New Yorkers talking about their opinions on Spider-Man. Yeah, this is fun. this is the kind of thing the Spider-Man movies these days are missing.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's, like, a little bit of that in Homecoming with, like, the do-a-flip stuff. But even that feels like it's just trying to do this montage. It feels too much like it's just copying what they know works instead of like doing their own version of the thing they need to be doing, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it, also in this montage, you get the newspaper articles where at first it's just like a masked man, then people learn more details about him, and he's some kind of a Spider-Man.
1: Right. You get the the busker in the subway kind of singing the Spider-Man theme song.
0: Uh, my favorite person here is Lucy Lawless saying, "Guy with eight legs sounds hot." <laughs>
1: Yeah, Uh, and eventually this all closes in on, oh, we know him, we love him, J. Jonah Jameson.
0: Classic performance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much there is to say, it's just perfect. J.K. Simmons is just doing the comic book character.
0: I, yeah, I could watch him all day. Give him a spin off movie. I just want to see him run this newspaper.
1: Give me just The Office, but it's The Daily Bugle instead of Dunder Mifflin.
0: Yeah. They don't really explain his motivation for hating Spider Man in this one.
1: The, he just kind of says, like, ah, look at this guy. He's a masked vigilante. People are treating him like a hero. Like, it seems more like it's out of cynicism. Like, no, he's, no one's a, just a good guy. Ah, fuck this kid.
0: Well, to be fair, no one is a good guy in this movie.
1: Well, sure. Except for Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he's like talk- He's like yelling at three different people at the same time about just a bunch of newspaper business. It doesn't really matter. It's just, it's a delight to watch.
0: It is generally like good, I don't know if choreography is the right word, but like balancing all the stuff going on in the background as he's having three different conversations at the same time is impressive. It's like
1: a, it's like a West Wing scene,
0: but enjoyable. Yeah, they wrote it good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and also because it's about Spider-Man instead of liberal politics.
0: Yeah. Mary Jane gets off work at her diner and she and Peter goes up to her at first she's like ah get away from me because she thinks it's her shitty boss but then she's happy to see Peter even though she's hiding that she is wearing a waitress uniform
1: yeah she's got like a trench coat pulled over her waitress uniform and she's pretending like she's like oh yeah no I just finished up a job as, as an actress I'm going to another audition right now and then her shitty boss like undercuts her by yelling at her that she's a couple dollars short
0: she also mentions that she's dating Harry and asks to ask him to not to tell Harry that she's a waitress because Harry would look down on her.
1: Right, and Peter's, Peter, like, one of the few times where I'm totally like, okay, yeah, you're saying the right thing for once. He's like, no, fuck that. You have a job. You're supporting yourself. There's nothing to be ashamed of in that.
0: Yeah, Harry doesn't live on a little place called Earth. He doesn't understand the real world.
1: Harry's, listen, Harry's my best friend. He's also a shitty rich kid. Fuck him.
0: Yeah, you get a good sense here that Mary Jane's kind of been, you know, heavily criticized for everything she's ever wanted in her life, and Peter's yeah. the one person who actually supports her.
1: Totally. Uh, yeah, th- this is one of the few Peter, Mary Jane scenes that works for me. It's a
0: good one. Yeah. Uh They mentioned earlier when they were graduating that Norman just bought them an apartment to live in. Yeah. Which does make it a little weird later when Peter says that he doesn't want Norman to get them a job, he wants to find his own job.
1: Right, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because he is not paying rent. That's true.
1: Maybe he is. We don't know. They don't establish it. Maybe he's paying rent to Norman. Uh, they mentioned that Peter got fired, uh, working for Dr. Connors,
0: uh... Oh, yeah, they do mention the lizard in this one.
1: Yeah, which, the lizard comes back in the third one, right?
0: Uh, he's in it, but he doesn't become the lizard.
1: No, no, I know that, but, like, Dr. Connors is, like, helping Peter, like, study the symbiote.
0: Yeah, he's also his professor in the second one.
1: Right, oh, right, he's the professor that, like, gets him in contact with, uh, uh, Octavius. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah,
0: they don't show them in college in this movie, but they are in college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Norman has stopped by for his weekly inspection. Right. Which I don't like how disdainfully Harry says that. It's like, yeah, he's visiting his adult son once a week. What's the problem? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Like, I guess it's that he's he's been on his phone for like half the time. But, you know, he's busy. He's He gets off the phone call and he tries to greet you and asks about your girlfriend. He's like, ah, I don't want to talk about my girlfriend.
1: Yeah, we don't. Like, he has all of this, like, anxiety about impressing his dad with Mary Jane. I get the impression that, like... Granted, later on, he will say a lot of horrible things about Mary Jane, but I feel like that's the Green Goblin talking. I feel like sans like neurotoxin in his brain, Norman would just be like, oh, you have a girlfriend. Well, if you're happy, you know, and you're, you're making your own way, that's, I'm proud and I'm happy with you.
0: Yeah, but you know, the Green Goblin just exacerbates Norman's existing dark impulses.
1: Sure, that's also true. Yeah.
0: Like, I guess all of this is technically justified by how horribly he treats Mary Jane for no reason later on. Yes. But in this scene, he seems totally reasonable
1: yeah up to this point it's not clear why Harry uh is so nervous about introducing her to him
0: also he didn't tell Peter about that
1: yeah oh right he didn't tell Peter that he was dating Mary Jane because uh he knew that was weird and now Peter has to pretend like he doesn't know
0: but like, Peter doesn't take it that bad he's definitely a little like oh but you know, that's that's it really. Yeah, he he's like normatively a little Bumped out by it, but he's not like, ah, oh, fuck you Harry, you stole my girl.
1: You know what I've been silently pining for for 12 years? I can do it for another uh, you know, I don't know, 30, 40, it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's probably like this relationship won't last that long. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, during this, he sees the ad the Daily Bugle put out, uh, that they want pictures, pictures of Spider-Man, and, uh, he sets up a camera on a timer, uh, like, covered in web, pointed at a bank robbery, or, like, a, a bank truck robbery, and then, like, just snaps a bunch of pictures of himself while he's doing, like, stops it.
0: This is also a good Peter as a smart engineering guy scene. Because that is a complicated setup. Right. How do you know where that,
1: uh, truck was gonna get stopped? I don't know.
0: I think he just keeps cameras all around town
1: yeah yeah i guess you could look at it that way um but yeah he takes the pictures to the daily bugle they're way better than any pictures that anyone had before but
0: i love the negotiation scene here where like these are clearly incredible pictures but crap <laughs>
1: Crap! Mega <laughs> crap! I'll give you 200 bucks for him.
0: I, I don't know what the standard going rate for freelance photographers was in 2002, but 300 for, like, five incredible pictures seems maybe a little low.
1: It does seem low. I'm, I'm, I am I'm have no clue, though.
0: Because he could probably re- use these multiple times.
1: Yeah, and he's got to get a lot of pictures, then, if he wants to, like, make
0: rent with that
1: rate, you know?
0: But he's also taking tons of pictures, so it probably works out. Sure, sure.
1: I mean, yeah, we're given to believe that this is just his job now. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm plugging the numbers into an inflation calculator. That would be, that's only $445 now. He's gotta get, yeah, I guess if he does that, like, I don't know, what, four or five times a month he's
0: he's doing okay? It's something that works for him because he's Spider-Man, so he's gonna have, like, 20 pictures a day. Yeah. But I don't know how that works for other freelance photographers.
1: Well, and I also, d- the other problem here is, I don't know if the Daily Bugle is running a front-page photo of Spider-Man every single day. You know what I mean?
0: Eh, ah, I don't know. They might be. Seems like a big seller.
1: Hey, you know what? Doesn't really matter. <laughs>
0: Anyway, Norman has the company's doing way better now. He's gotten all sorts of deals. Costs are down, revenue is up. But they're selling the company to Quest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the board of directors has decided to just sell the company while it's doing well and and they they're forcing
0: him to retire. Yeah. Because again, everyone just hates Norman for some reason. <laughs> The man who built the company.
1: (laughs) They have really needed, like, one scene of him just being a complete and utter dick before he gets goblin-fied, so that you understand why everybody hates him.
0: He's like Peter. Everyone just bullies him.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he reacts to that bullying by lashing out and becoming violent.
0: He's gonna kill everyone at the World Unity Festival. The World Unity Festival.
1: Uh, which... I, in my head, this was, like, the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. I I almost don't know why it's not, because otherwise this is a very, like, Thanksgiving-y movie.
0: This is kind of a Thanksgiving movie. Is the World Unity Festival a thing?
1: i to guess no, but I can check. World Unity Festival. Uh, the only results coming up are for... Well, there's the World Unity Day Festival for Spider-Man and uh, the Worldwide Unity Festival on the Arrowverse wiki. So
0: I think No. Okay, I guess no. Uh, he's taking photos here. Mary Jane, he sees Mary Jane and Harry up on the balcony. Yep. Mary Jane is, is wearing a Chinese dress.
1: Yep. I don't know. I, I don't remember the name for this kind of dress, but yeah, it's, she's got like, I mean, she, she's got like her hair up in chopsticks uh i feel like this was just a really popular thing for white people in the 2000s
0: i guess so well i guess it's supposed to be the world unity festival so it's international and that's why she's doing it
1: right there's people in the crowd like i'm paused it right now on a screen where like a woman in like german traditional dress is like walking past peter like everyone's just wearing costumes of other cultures
0: yeah, and Harry says, ah, oh, you should have worn the black dress. That would have really impressed my dad. And he seems like the creepiest guy in the universe as he says this.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is, this is maybe Harry at his worst.
0: And he, he leans in to kiss Mary Jane, but she turns away.
1: Yeah. And, uh, then the green goblin shows up.
0: There's like a smoke trail through the air in a way that feels like it's invoking 9-11. Which it wasn't because 9-11 hadn't happened yet, but... <laughs> I don't know, when this movie finished filming?
1: Well, no, because remember, they were advertising this movie with, like, the trailer of the web between the Twin Towers, and then they had to pull because the Twin Towers got destroyed.
0: Right, but if this movie came out May 2002, I think they were probably still working on it after. I'll,
1: I'll look. I don't think they were intentionally invoking 9-11 with that, though. Maybe
0: not. He throws his pumpkin bombs that turn all the board members into skeletons in a way that's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan Lee shows up briefly to save a kid in the crowd.
1: Oh does he? I missed that.
0: Yeah, he's he doesn't have a speaking line. He's in there for like two frames.
1: Okay, that's fun.
0: And uh he he saves some kids in the civilian suit, but then he becomes Spider-Man. He tears a shirt off just like Superman. Uh-huh. And he uh ends up saving Mary Jane on the balcony as well as a kid who's going to get crushed by a big balloon.
1: Okay, no, they finished the principal photography before 9/11, and then after 9/11 they had to refilm some stuff mostly to uh get pictures of the twin t- towers out of the uh, movie.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. They, they add in the part where he swings on a giant American flag
1: Probably I'll bet they did (laughs) I'm pretty sure They also added in The the part later That you mess with One of us You mess with all of us
0: New York baby The big apple
1: The big apple Don't you dare Take a bite out of it
0: Uh, Spider-Man is able To fight the Green Goblin Kind of punches his glider And almost breaks it And the Green Goblin Flies off and says I'll get you next time Spider-Man
1: God I am watching The scene now Of the board of directors Turning into skeletons That fucking rules
0: It's a really good effect
1: (sighs) There is not a shot as good as that in the entire MCU!
0: People made fun of the Green Goblin at the time, said, ah, he's like a dumb Power Rangers villain, but actually that's good.
1: Yeah! Yeah, you know what, he's like a dumb Power Rangers villain! It's great!
0: (laughs) Yeah, Peter says Mary Jane kind of swings with her in the city, you get the famous shot of Kirsten Dunst uh, hanging on to an inert Spider-Man figure. (laughs)
1: yeah you know what are you gonna do it i think it works just fine in the moment
0: yeah it's fine but uh he saves her takes her to a balcony and then she asks him like who are you he says you know who i am friendly neighborhood spider-man
1: yeah i feel like i remember a criticism of these movies being that uh spider-man doesn't quip enough
0: I feel like he quips plenty. Yeah, he totally does. What are people talking about? He's not like a nonstop motor mouth, but that's fine. He says like, not today, Gobby. It's you who's out.
1: Yeah, he's he, says, he quips like Spider-Man quips. Yeah,
0: they're bad quips, like they should be. <laughs> the problem is they make his quips too clever these days.
1: Right. Uh, well, his quips these days are just, like, making the everybody feel old by talking about how old a movie Aliens is.
0: Yes. <laughs> Harry's on the phone... With Mary Jane, and he's jealous of Spider-Man because she keeps calling Spider-Man incredible. Yeah. Which is really, again, Harry fucking sucks because his girlfriend almost just died.
1: Right, and he's jealous that she's uh amazed by the man who saved her life.
0: What do you mean incredible?
1: Let's go out tomorrow. We'll buy you something. Make you feel better. He sucks really bad. Uh, but yeah, at this point, Harry finally, like, confesses to Peter that he's dating Mary Jane. Like, listen, I know you like her, but you never made a move, and I'm crazy about her.
0: Doesn't seem that crazy about her.
1: No. No, he doesn't. It's, it's tough because, yeah, Harry's entire thing with Mary Jane is definitely just, like, girl hot. I feel like Peter's is just the same thing, but stretched out over over a decade,
0: you know? Well, it's girl hot, but also that she's nice to him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is you know, fair enough, like, that his his big romantic speech at the end is like, when I look into your eyes, I can feel comfortable with you.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And that, that big romantic speech is, like, good.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong.
0: If he, if he was pulling stuff like that earlier right then maybe they be dating
1: yeah uh but yeah now we get one of the best scenes in the whole movie of uh norman finally talking to the green goblin in the mirror And it's so fucking... I mean, what's great about it is it does eventually start doing, like, the Lord of the Rings Gollum thing of, like, doing shot-reverse-shot with him. But at the beginning, it's just one shot of him looking at the mirror, and you watch his, like, face and body language change as he switches between the two characters.
0: It's so good. It's really good.
1: He, likes when he's the Goblin, he's, like, sashaying towards the mirror with his little highball glass. Oh, I love it! (laughs) The biggest fuck up this movie made is killing him off so they couldn't get Willem Dafoe back for more good stuff.
0: Oh, maybe he'll be back in uh, No Way Home.
1: Hey, maybe. I think he is in a little bit of uh, uh, Spider-Man 2. Because, like, Harry is seeing him in the mirror and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, this scene's fantastic. I don't really think we get any new information. It's just him learning that he's the Green Goblin and has been all along. Well,
0: this information that he says, we gotta stop Spider-Man because he's the only one strong enough to stop us. The only thing keeping us from ultimate power.
1: Or, maybe instead of stopping him, we could make him join
0: us. Beel Darth Vader.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we get another scene of The Bugle. Again, love all of these. J.K. Simmons just talking about. I, I like that all the villain names in this trilogy are just things that uh, Jameson makes up to sell newspapers. It's perfect. It's so good. <sighs> Uh but yeah, he's like Peter is trying to get like, hey, you can't keep saying that Spider-Man's a bad guy. He's not, he's not a bad guy, and Jameson just like, Fuck you, get out of my office, and throws his cigar out the window. <laughs> and then it just throws back into his window because the Green Goblin caught it outside.
0: And then the Green Goblin asks him who takes the pictures of Spider-Man, and Jameson, no hesitation, will not give up Peter Parker.
1: Yeah, we suddenly get the flash of integrity that uh J. Jonah Jameson has had all along. He's been this like fucking slimy uh conniving uh, businessman and then as soon as like one of his employees lives is in danger he's like oh I don't know I'm not telling fuck you
0: I get in the mail I don't know who takes the pictures it's good
1: I like the. They give even like Jameson's entire character is just slime ball shithead, and they just give him just a little bit of extra like dimensionality by having him be like a good person for one scene. It's good, yeah. Uh, Spider Man shows up and uh just stands there while Green Goblin gasses him and puts him to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As Willem Dafoe says, Sleeep. Sleep, sleep. <laughs>
1: uh. This stuff's all so good.
0: And then he gives us his big uh, villain speech and offers the deal to Spider-Man.
1: Right. He's like, hey, you and me, we're freaks. And we should stick together because this it's basically the fucking Joker speech that he gives to Batman in the Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, his plan is also kind of like the Joker's plan. (laughs) Nolan ripped off this movie.
1: (laughs) He kind of did a little bit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, he says that the people of the city—the one thing they love more than the hero is to see a hero fail, and eventually they will come to hate you.
1: Right, which I'm pretty sure is almost verbatim what the Joker tells Batman.
0: It's Nolan, you stole it.
1: They're only as good as they're allowed, as they allow themselves to be. You'll see. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, he tells Spider-Man to think about it. He should join uh, sides with the Goblin and take over New York.
0: Yeah, they could create things if they worked together or could, they could destroy and cause the death of countless innocents in selfish battle until they're both dead. Yeah. Which I guess that's probably why they killed them off. So, like, man, it's fucked up for superheroes and supervillains to fight each other a million times.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, and also, like, they don't know that they're getting a sequel off of this movie necessarily, you know? Right. Although I gotta imagine people were watching, like, the dailies from this, and be like, oh, fuck. Oh, we're about to be so rich. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, this is, I think at the time, this was was like the sixth highest grossing movie ever.
1: Yeah, and 2 is like the number one for a long time, right?
0: I think 2 made less money than this, actually.
1: I thought 2 was like an all-timer. I do know... <laughs> A story about, like, I think it's the cinematographer that worked on Ang Lee's Hulk. And, like, you know, they're all working on Hulk. They they feel really good about it. They're trying to do this weird kind of cerebral movie. You know, they're, they're, they've they're got ideas. And then he goes to see this while they're, like, in, like, some of the final stages of working on Hulk. And he sees the ending shot when Spider-Man jumps on the flagpole and the whole audience cheers. And he just immediately calls Ang Lee on his phone and says, hey, we're fucked. <laughs>
0: We made our movie too good. We need to make a stupid <laughs> propaganda movie. That's how you make the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say this movie is particularly cerebral. It's just like a good blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next scene after Goblin gives a speech is Peter sees the Daily Bugle talking about how Spider-Man sucks, citizen's call for arrest, and then it plays his line again about how they'll come to hate you, even though that happened just 10 seconds ago.
1: This movie... Does not trust the short-term memory of the audience at all. Well,
0: again, there's there's kids watching the movie.
1: I guess that's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah, they're not subtle. They really have to drive everything home.
1: Yeah. Uh, right, because because Spider-Man showed up to fight the goblin, Jameson took it as they were working together.
0: Yeah, blamed him for the terrorist attack.
1: Right. Uh, so, yeah, Peter then runs into Mary Jane... Runs into, quote-unquote, <laughs> Mary Jane. This is Peter at his worst. Yes. This is Peter being a stalker
0: because apparently Mary Jane's mom talked to his aunt who told him that she had an audition down here that he took two buses and a cab to get to.
1: But he's like, ah, oh, I was just in the neighborhood. I took two buses and a cab to get to the neighborhood. But uh.
0: But Mary Jane's response to this is like, oh, it's sweet that you went through all that trouble.
1: Right. He really can't strike out with her.
0: Yeah, again, her standards are not that high because <laughs> she- both Flash and Harry treat her like shit.
1: She is desperate for him to just ask her out.
0: Please just do. Yeah, is there a scene later on where she's like, What do you want to ask me, Peter? Is there something you yeah. want to ask me, Peter? Uh huh. <laughs>
1: But it starts to rain, uh, they're gonna go get a cheeseburger, but then she remembers that she's got dinner with Harry, um, but as she's walking away, uh, Peter sees two guys, uh, that, like, stop and turn when she walks by them, and he gets worried, rightfully so, because these are criminals!
0: Yeah, the four men are gonna assault her, but then Spider-Man comes in to save her.
1: This is now the second attempted rape in this movie.
0: Yeah, against Robocop, (laughs)
1: How many attempted rapes are in the MCU? I think zero. I think,
0: yeah, I don't think they really go there. Yeah. This is the scene I remember when I was like, nine or ten, I had a friend uh-huh. come over and I suggested watching Spider-Man. He was like, I can't watch that movie because there's boobs in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I watched this movie, but I think if my parents knew that you saw Kirsten Dunst's like nipple through her wet shirt, I would not have been permitted to see this film.
0: This is the, the famous upside down kiss scene.
1: Yeah. He beats up all the rapists and uh, then, yeah, like, sl- like comes down upside down on a web and she peels his mask back just a little bit to uh make out with him upside down it's good it's
0: pretty hot yeah <laughs> <laughs> they did it good you, you see that mary jane's very into this man
1: right but yeah they they make out for a while in the rain and then he leaves when it seems like she might be moving to pull the mask down a little further
0: yeah he's got to protect the secret identity right a, b- a bit of a weird coming to this after far from home because this uh-huh. is the whole like lesson this movie is that the secret identity is very important i simply have to lie to people i must deny myself love Yeah, uh uh-huh. But I guess Uh, this is the first Spider-Man movie, so you have to establish that.
1: Right. The next scene, there's a burning building that uh, Spider-Man shows up to help rescue uh, people out of. He saves a baby, but then the cops want to arrest him.
0: But then someone else screams in the building, and he's like, Are you gonna stop me, cop? It's like, I'll be here when you get back.
1: Right. He's like, Are you gonna stop me, cop? And the cop's like, Well, this is an American movie, so cops are good guys, so go ahead, (laughs) Spider-Man.
0: Do you think you think the cops would be against Spider Man? I never really understood that for superheroes.
1: It would depend. I mean, a lot of them like it, it would be a combination of if they're making the cops look bad, absolutely, or if they're just kind of like making a scene, then the cops would want to deal with them, or like. Any superhero that was actually doing good, it would be beating up a lot of cops,
0: so... I mean, in the Batman movie, it's more like, oh, the cops are on the take, they're so corrupt, and Batman's kind of interfering with their money. Right. But in this one, I guess the cops are just good and don't like vigilantes, because that's illegal.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But the the person screaming in the building is actually the Green Goblin. He tricked Peter.
1: (laughs) It's so fucking funny. There's just a person draped in like a lacy blanket. <laughs> it seems like just a screaming old woman. And Peter reaches out and then the Green Goblin flips around. It's so good.
0: <laughs> One of the good Spider-Man quips, Green Goblin says, have you thought about my deal? Are you in or are you out? And Peter says, you're out, out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, the goblin throws some, uh, not bombs. They're, like, shuriken boomerangs. And, uh, Sam Raimi has to let us know that he has seen The Matrix.
0: Yeah, they do do bullet time here. This is a post-Matrix film.
1: I'm not gonna necessarily blame Sam Raimi for that. I can very easily imagine, like, a studio being like, Hey, what if you put, like, a Matrix scene in, though? The kids love those. I mean, yeah, it's-
0: it's- it's a cool scene, and it works with Spider-Man.
1: He does limbo under one of them in slow motion, like, exactly like The Matrix. Yes,
0: that is- that is just- from the Matrix, uh,
1: you know, as, as we're branching out to doing like superhero movies, Neo is a superhero, right? Um, he he flies like Superman.
0: Yeah, they do directly compare him to Superman.
1: I think maybe we can talk about the Matrix movies
0: someday on this podcast. Yeah, I'd, I'd be open talking about the Matrix.
1: You know, let let's get a let's get some of the more like direct like comic book superhero stuff out of the way first. But I feel like we can add that to the list of someday.
0: Yeah, that that can be on the list. Yeah. But uh, Peter gets cut by one of the boomerang things.
1: Yeah, he gets like a gash on his arm.
0: Yeah, he ends up knocking the goblin back and they kind of both get away. Now it's Thanksgiving dinner time.
1: And yeah, Norman's here. Uh, he's finally meeting Mary Jane.
0: He says, Work was murder.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I like.
0: <laughs> I love Hannibal lines like that.
1: Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Oh no wonder you love Hitman so much Because that's nothing but that kind of line Exactly The entire script is made out of that kind of line
0: uh, Norman finally meets There's Mary Jane here, Harry, Aunt May, Norman And Peter's not here yet Norman finally meets Mary Jane and just immediately hates her For no reason, you can see it on his face ha <laughs> Is it? I guess it, is it because she can see that she's poor?
1: No, I think it's because uh, she's hot, and that instantly means she's a flusy. Yeah,
0: she's a she's a gold digger, just like right. Norman's wife. Yeah. And then, like, wh- who who could Harry bring that he wouldn't hate?
1: Um, like a business uh, college student.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh,
1: but also, yeah, he would probably kind of hate anybody his son brought because he hates his son. Yeah. This is
0: this is Norman's lowest point
1: yeah uh they hear something upstairs and are confused because they don't think peter's home he like broke into his bedroom to change for thanksgiving uh and they all like go up to check but he's stuck to the ceiling ah but one drop of blood from that cut falls on the ground and norman sees it
0: the way this whole thanksgiving scene is shot like a horror movie is so good
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i you know, we've been overall very positive on this movie. I'll say this stuff is not as good as, like, the uh, homecoming scene with the vulture and Peter in the car together. But it's it's similar, and it's, like, the same vibe.
0: Yeah, Norman is more menacing than the vulture.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Peter uh, comes in the front door. He's, he had to beat an old lady with a stick to get this can of cranberry sauce.
0: Yeah, when they come upstairs to check if Peter's there, he sticks himself to the roof so that they don't see him, but one drop of blood falls behind Norman, and with his super soldier senses, he can he can see it.
1: Right, and he's just hmm, huh, hmm. Uh, but he, you know, doesn't see anything else. Uh, they all sit down at the table, and Aunt May brings out all the food. She sets the pan of yams next to Norman, who immediately tries to dig into them with his fingers. <laughs> and she slaps his hands. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he looks at her like he's gonna murder her while he licks his fingers.
1: It's not even like...
0: Then he starts sharpening the knife menacingly.
1: Like the normal version of this scene would be he was like digging into it with a spoon and she slaps his hand because they haven't said grace yet. But he's just going with his bare hands into the casserole.
0: In the beginning of Resident Evil Village, uh-huh. uh, Ethan Winters' wife makes some soup. Yeah. And Ethan Winters just tries to, like, stick his bare hand into the soup and she slaps him away.
1: <laughs> Why do men in media keep trying to eat, like, non finger foods with their bare hands? I don't know.
0: <laughs> ant May notices Peter has a cut because he's bleeding very noticeably into his shirt. Yeah. And he gives an excuse that he got clipped by a bike messenger on the way here. But Norman, oh, he knows that he's the Spider-Man.
1: I like that Norman figures out that he's Spider-Man, but Peter doesn't figure out that he's the Green Goblin.
0: People like Mary Jane should be able to figure it out. So <laughs> people are just dumb in this movie.
1: <laughs> They're a little dumb. He's acting very weird.
0: In Spider-Man 2, is she surprised when she finds out?
1: Oh, uh... Bull, it's been a l- I mean, she kind of figures it out at the end of this movie, right?
0: Yeah, that's the implication. But then I think she
1: just kind of says, like, Ah, no, I must have been imagining things. You know, the, the stealth game guard thing of, Oh, it must have been the wind.
0: Yeah, I guess things are like that sometimes, where y- looking back on it, you'd be like, Oh, this moment, this moment, this moment. Right. But until you know, you don't know.
1: Yeah. Man, I... <laughs> I don't know how you would make it good, but now I am imagining a video game where you're a superhero, but instead of being focused on like, you know, the stuff superhero games tend to be focused on, it's all just about maintaining your secret identity and it's like a stealth game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be really good.
1: Like, yeah, Peter Parker's Thanksgiving dinner simulator. Someone make that for me.
0: You have to sneak into Thanksgiving without anybody noticing. Ah, you forgot to patch up your cut.
1: You're beat to shit from a supervillain fight. Your clothes, your Sunday best are upstairs, but everybody else is downstairs having drinks. What (laughs) do you do? (laughs)
0: Uh, Norman has to suddenly leave, and Harry kind of goes out to, to try to stop him. Yeah. And that's when he gives this big speech about how Mary Jane just likes him for his money.
1: Right. I, I like that in when it's the shot of Harry and uh, Norman talking, he's talking with kind of a low voice, but then it cuts to them in the apartment, and he's like shouting the same dialogue.
0: Yes, everyone can clearly hear that. Uh, these are paper-thin walls. I think the door's open.
1: (laughs) Is the door
0: open? It's, like, cracked open. Like, it's not Uh, all the way closed.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then, yeah, Norman having realized that, uh... Well, yeah, like, Mary Jane uh, storms out crying. Thanksgiving is ruined. Um... But uh, then it cuts to Norman talking to the green goblin helmet. He's like on his hands and knees in his study crawling towards the helmet just like propped up on the edge of his chair.
0: I love the scene so much.
1: It's very good. It's like, yeah, the goblin is telling him like, you've got to strike at his heart. The cunning warrior attacks neither the body nor the mind, Norman. Ah!
0: They make me believe that the mask is speaking.
1: They do. Yeah. Just through editing and performance. Yeah. And then we get, oh, what's the name of the actress that plays out May? Rosemary Harris. Uh, yeah. Uh, according to Amazon. She just gets to just have a blast with this scene.
0: Yeah, she's like praying by her bed, and the goblin pops in <laughs> and makes her finish the Lord's Prayer. I pray. yeah.
1: She's saying the Lord's Prayer and then like is, gets to deliver us and then there's an explosion behind her and she's flopped out on the ground the wind's billowing around her and she's just screaming DELIVER US! FINISH IT! FROM EVIL! IT'S SO GOOD!
0: I'm glad they let her act. She continues am- when she's in the <laughs> hospital too talking about those eyes!
1: Those horrible yellow eyes! It's so much fun!
0: Yeah, Ami doesn't get a ton to do in this movie, besides be sad aunt. I think she gets a little more in the sequels, right?
1: Um, I think so. I don't know. That one scene, the deliver us from evil scene, is uh, enough for me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I You know, uh, I really I like uh, Marissa Tomei just fine in the Spider-Man movies. She really, like, and I don't even know if it's necessarily her fault so much as the writers and directors just doesn't hold a candle to this Aunt May at all.
0: I agree. The best Aunt May, Rosemary Harris.
1: This is such a fun character. Uh, it's, it's just good.
0: Uh, Mary Jane comes to visit in the hospital. And this is where Peter gives this big romantic speech about the eyes.
1: Right, she reveals she's got a crush on Spider-Man And he's like, oh, well, I, I kinda know him oh, oh, that guy I kinda know him I'm sorta his uh, personal photographer And he asked me about you And, uh, oh, well, well, what'd he say? Well, I said And then, yeah, he launches into this whole speech Which, you're right that it is a, a sweet speech It's it it's still For me, it's so couched and how much of a creep he's been the rest of this movie That it just feels like more creeping But in a vacuum, I agree that it's a good speech
0: I think, uh, Kirsten Dun- performance here sells it because you can tell like oh no one's ever spoken to me or about me in this way right and she's like very, very touched by his little poem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely I, I said before, I think the younger actors are kind of weak in this movie. I think both James Franco and Toby Maguire aren't very good. I don't think Kirsten Dunst is great, but she's better than both of them.
0: I agree. She she does her role as girl to be pined after well. Yeah, yeah. And also Aunt May kind of wakes up in the middle of this and smiles because she can clearly see that Mary Jane's into it.
1: <laughs> right. Uh and he she like reaches out to hold Peter's hand right as Harry's coming in, which he immediately has a look of like hey, whoa, whoa whoa what's going on here with you holding the hands? But like Peter's uncle died less than a year ago, and now his aunt is in the hospital after being attacked by a like serial killer madman. Her holding his hand supportively is really not like anything like that of course she is.
0: Yeah, but Harry's Harry's a piece of shit.
1: Yes, totally. And then yeah, he comes home to their ridiculous mansion. The the mask in this shot is the one that is the craziest to me. It looks like a Zora from like the the old Zelda games. Yeah, what is this fucking mask? Where did you get this even? He loves masks. Ah. What can I say? Uh, And Harry's just like, well, dad, you were right. Women are all bitches, just like you said. But that's not
0: even what he, he said that she was a gold digger. So her going to Peter isn't even him being right.
1: Yeah, no, it's not even what Norman was saying. Uh, But he mentions that, oh yeah, she's in love with Peter, which gets Norman's attention because he's looking for ways to uh, emotionally destroy Peter Parker.
0: And now because Harry has given them this crucial information, he offers him a hug. It says, I haven't always been there for you, but I'm sorry, I will be now.
1: Yeah, then it cuts to Peter and May in the hospital. Uh, He's, like, fallen asleep studying on, like, next to her bed. And, I don't know, it's just a sweet scene with the two of them.
0: And she's talking about how the first time Mary Jane moved in when he was six, he said, oh, Aunt May, is that an angel? And that everybody knows that...
1: Literally everybody other than Mary Jane knows...
0: So please, Peter, just talk to her already.
1: (laughs) For God's sakes, put us all out of our misery. (laughs) Uh, what I like is he's, she says like, oh yeah, Peter, it's super obvious. Everybody knows you're in love with her. And then he freaks out because he realizes that means the Green Goblin knows that he's in love with her.
0: Because that's the lesson in this movie is he can't be in love because of the curse of Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, so he tries to call her to check on her, but the Green Goblin's already got her. And, uh, yeah, setting her up in a classic supervillain death trap.
0: You got a, a car full of kids on one side, Mary Jane on the other side. This is why you can't be a hero, because some lunatic will give you a sadistic choice. Save the woman you love, or the car full of kids.
1: Or suffer the children. Uh, and yeah, in classic superhero fashion, Spider-Man simply saves them both.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to save them both.
1: Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man's, uh, two, like, powers are strong guy,
0: very agile.
1: Seems like... You gotta space him out more!
0: Yeah, he he saves Mary Jane first, then he web then he grabs the like cord holding the kids, and he's trying to just hold them under the bridge until a fairy comes under the bridge to catch them. Yeah. Which is good. I like that the like there's just these random people that are helping out.
1: Yeah. That's one of the things that I really like about this movie that most superhero movies, especially these days, don't do right, is that they make it they show how like yeah, the people of the city have, like, this weird complicated relationship with Spider-Man, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, they see that he is, like, a guy doing his best to do the right thing, and he, like, encourages them to, like, do that with him.
0: Yeah, and he's also, like, working in the city he lives in. He's not, say, yeah. going to Lagos to go kill a terrorist.
1: Right, yes. Yes. Yeah, like, the, the fucking, the whole thing is he's trying to hold everything up while the Green Goblin attacks him, but then everybody on the bridge just starts throwing shit at the Goblin uh, to distract him, and it's a very corny scene, it's a very, like, rah-rah America scene, rah-rah New York scene after 9-11 happened, where they're like, hey, you can't mess with New York, we are all stick together! But for all that, like, yeah, this is what superhero movies should be about, Yes. For as corny as it is, this is what I want to see.
0: Yeah, community coming together to help Spider-Man save the kids.
1: Yeah, it's it's the one thing I keep hammering on from like Winter Soldier, the fucking scene of the one guy in the room who, even with a gun to his head, like refuses to not do the right thing because of Captain America. Like, the MCU needs so many more scenes like that and like this.
0: And it's not that hard to do. It doesn't take up that much time.
1: No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, the a- after the crisis is averted, the goblin uh, ensnares Peter and flies them to an abandoned building for their final showdown. It's a pretty like bloody knockdown dragout fight for a while, and uh, Peter is like winning. And Norman takes the helmet off to show who he is. He's like, "Oh, you saved me from the Green Goblin's influence inside me, Peter. Oh, thank God. Oh, boy." But secretly, he's trying to kill Peter with the glider while he's distracting
0: him. Peter's big line is is the goblin says you're like a son to me peter I'm, I'm i'm the father i could be a father to you peter says i have a father his name was ben parker and then he dodges the glider that ends up killing norman instead
1: yes and
0: norman it kind of hits norman right in the dick yeah it did it did cleave his dick
1: You know what, the RoboCop montage didn't have Peter shooting a bad guy in the dick But here it is here
0: I love that just before it hits him There's a shot of him standing up Like in a different pose than he was standing before And he says, Uh
1: oh no (laughs) I think he just goes, oh Like, oh "Oh, fuck, I didn't think this through (laughs) Oh this was real stupid, what's wrong with me (laughs)
0: And then his final words are, Peter, don't tell Harry.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to, yeah, well, no, uh, he takes Norman's body back to the mansion and Harry sees him like dropping the corpse off. And he's like, what, what did you do? What did you do? James Franco is not a very good actor in this movie.
0: Grabs a gun out of the dresser.
1: Yeah, but too late. Spider-Man's already gone.
0: Just like, how'd you know that gun was there, Harry? <laughs> like, you know exactly where the gun in your dad's bedroom is?
1: Maybe we just have to assume there's a gun in every drawer in that mansion. I guess so. I believe it. Either a gun, or as we'll see in the next movie, like a really ornate dagger.
0: Yeah. At Norman Osborn's funeral, Harry swears that Spider-Man will pay. But Peter, you're you're the only family I have left. It's a dramatic irony. It is. It is. It's good.
1: Yep. And then while they're at the the cemetery, Peter goes to uh, visit Ben's gravestone, and Mary Jane decides that over the uh you know grave of his dad is a great time to explain to Peter that she loves him.
0: I I mean, sure, why not?
1: Uh, you know, I guess so. Uh, yeah, she's talking about how, like, oh, when I was was trapped up on that bridge, I wasn't thinking about Spider-Man, I was thinking about, I really hope I'd live long enough to see you again. Um, and the kiss, and then Peter, you know, uh, ain't that just the the core irony of Spider-Man? He's finally gotten what he wanted, but he knows he has to give it up for the greater good. Ah.
0: He doesn't have to do that, though. (laughs) He's just choosing to.
1: Yeah, I... I feel like the ending of this movie is, um, helped out a lot by the fact that they made a sequel to it.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Like, if this this movie stood in a vacuum, I would think this ending sucked, but as the, like, jumping off point for, like, continuing the romance between them, it's good. This is my gift.
0: This is my curse. I'm Spider-Man. Shut the fuck up, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't like his, his little uh, Greek tragedy speech? Eh, not really.
1: Because like you said, I just don't buy that like, oh, I am I'm I have so much pain. Um oh, I'm Spider-Man. Like, no, I don't, I, no, shut up.
0: The girl that I've been pining after for 12 years just told me that she loves me so much and made out with me. Yeah. But I can't because I can't reciprocate because then the Green Goblin will get her. Yeah. The next Green Goblin. Which, it, she, the Green Goblin would target his friends too. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is one thing, uh, I feel like for some folks, like the overall opinion on Steven Universe has gotten a little weird over time. They have an episode that I think does a very good job of making fun of this attitude, where Steven's friend is just like, what? Why? No, I'm your friend. Quit being weird. I want to help you. Stop being a weird jackass about it.
0: Yeah, that episode's good and that show's good. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts on Spider-Man, Luke?
1: I think it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I I mainly think the romance is really iffy in most of it, even if a couple scenes do work. And if you could improve that, and if Tobey Maguire was a better actor, this would be a really fantastic movie. As it is, it's got so many fun bits... J.K. Simmons is great, Willem Dafoe is great, Rosemary Parker's great, uh, and yeah, I I had more fun watching it than I have most of the movies we've watched for this show.
0: What grade would you give it?
1: <sighs> I'm thinking somewhere on like the B plus A minus line. I'll go A minus, I'll be nice.
0: I was going to say that too, it's exactly as good as Age of Ultron. Ha!
1: <laughs> oh, it's so much better than Age of Ultron. Why is that? Because Age of Ultron's a bad movie. <laughs> I
0: think it's pretty good. You do. A minus for from both of us.
1: Yeah, which I think on mine puts it roughly on par with Black Panther and the Avengers.
0: It's higher than any MCU movie.
1: Oh, those are B pluses. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You have not given any MCU movie an A. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense.
0: Remember, listeners, you can check the list at bits.ly slash Marvel GPA.
1: I'm racking my brain. I do enjoy the first Avengers movie, but I don't think it ever gets as fun as the funnest parts of this movie.
0: There's no people turning into skeletons.
1: Yeah, and the CGI in a lot of the Black Panther fights is roughly as bad as the CGI in this movie but it was like 20 years later so they don't have much of an excuse
0: want to take some questions yeah we can do questions big challenges asks is the ideal version of Peter Parker an awkward nerd?
1: Um, probably, right? That's kind of the thing of him.
0: I, it's not actually that much of a thing in the comics. Like, he's, he's like that in the beginning, but then he quickly becomes kind of a cocky asshole.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's true.
0: Which also kind of happens in this movie, but he gets over it quicker. Right. It's like, you know, it's like the Captain America thing of a, a weak man gains power. Does the, does the weak man understand the value of power or does it become a cocky asshole?
1: I remember, I don't know how much I've invoked my dad's fascinating film opinions on this show in the past, but I do remember he was just instantly turned off by this movie. I don't even think he's ever watched it because, well, they made Spider-Man like a high schooler. and That's not <laughs> what Spider-Man is.
0: He wasn't in high school that long in the comics, no. <laughs> Like, he meets Harry in college.
1: Yeah, well, and I think, to my dad, the, like, canonical Spider-Man was, like, the... Was it 60s cartoon or 70s cartoon? uh, Where, you know, he is, like, a broad-shouldered young man who speaks like this and works at the Daily Bugle. It's like, why, why is he just this, like, dumpy nerd in high school? That's not Peter Parker.
0: Well, I mean, he is kind of right. They did emphasize the awkward nerd bits of this more in this movie.
1: Sure, that's... Fair, I guess.
0: But I think it—I think it works for him to be an awkward nerd in this trilogy throughout. Yeah. But is it the ideal form? Yes. <laughs> J. Bob asks: Is Norman Osborn scarier inside or outside the suit? Ooh.
1: I think outside he's just he's such a good face actor
0: that's true, obscuring his face does hurt it yeah he's he's goofier inside the suit when he's when he's menacingly, sh- menacingly sharpening his knives that's a scary man,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: trashy there asks when the spider crawled on Toby, what was his first thought? <laughs>
1: I don't think he noticed the spider till
0: it bit him. If you you saw a radioactive spider crawling on you, what would you think?
1: Uh, I think I would start internally and possibly externally yelling and flailing about.
0: I'd be like, hmm, I think I'm gonna let this happen. (laughs) (laughs) What if I get cool spider powers? (laughs)
1: I'm never letting you near any kind of spider.
0: Mallory asks, am I justified in labeling this a Thanksgiving movie?
1: I guess so. You know, uh, there's a Thanksgiving dinner scene and a scene that is basically the Macy's Day Parade.
0: The whole third act of this movie is set within Thanksgiving and the day after.
1: Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving weekend. It's, it's more Thanksgiving-y than the average movie.
0: Michael Healy asks, Luke has some experience with Power Rangers from TWA. Or well, there is yeah. thoughts on people comparing the Green Goblin suit to a Power Ranger suit back in 2002. Weird Al did that.
1: Oh, that's true. He did in uh, uh, the Billy Joel parody.
0: Ode to a Superhero.
1: Right, that's what it's called. Uh Yeah, I mean, it does look like a tokusatsu villain. The thing is that that's good.
0: Yeah, I agree. People... I remember the beginning of the MCU, people are like, Ah, yes, finally. They're not ashamed of the comic bookiness like they were in those old Marvel movies. Yeah, this movie is way less ashamed of being a comic book than the MCU. Well, I guess the only thing with that is... In the comics, he is just a goblin man, not wearing a suit. But also, wearing the suit is fine. It's hard to be, like, doing the goblin face with either... It'd be hard to do that makeup, and the CGI is not good enough these days.
1: He would have to be like a Muppet.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and like, does he does the green goblin like morph back and forth, or is he just always the goblin?
0: I think he morphs.
1: Okay, if he morphs, then yeah, I, I I can see the argument for that. I don't know. Again, it's one of those things where because I don't read comics, I'm not like invested in them getting it right. And what they did is good, so I kind of don't care if it's accurate.
0: I remember reading that Willem Dafoe was insistent that he should be in the suit and not a stunt man because he he wants to do the body acting while he's in the suit.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that paid off.
1: I absolutely think that paid off. Again, Will Willem Dafoe, I think, might be the MVP of this movie.
0: Escapegoat asks, which character is on screen for less than 10 seconds puts in the best performance?
1: Ooh, that's tough. Jackie Simmons is definitely on screen for more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, he's maybe a minute or two. Um, I'm trying to think of who the, like, contenders are here.
0: My answer is Lucy Lawless. Guy with eight legs sounds hot.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Although she does say guy with eight hands, not eight
0: legs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of short performances that are just like terrific, but I, I'm having a hard time thinking of other other than what you just said, you know, performances that are that short. The, the angry uh, diner cook, that's Mary Jane's boss. Is he's pretty good.
0: I my mind went to like bone saws groupies who are taunting Spider Man about how they're gonna yeah! tear off his eight legs. Oh yeah, they're really good. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, I think, is within ten seconds. He's close. Yeah. A lot of great lot of great bit parts in this movie. A lot of great bit parts. Cassidy shares a meme. On the left side is the Joker scene. You see in the last moments, people show you who they really are. And then on the right is the part where Jameson refuses to give up Peter. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of parallels between Dark Knight and this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting when we cover Dark Knight.
0: We do have to uh, cover Dark Knight eventually.
1: We will eventually discuss the Nolan Batman trilogy.
0: Well, that's all all the questions, Luke. Okay, fantastic. Next time, we are going to cover Spider-Man 2
1: doing that one the one that people say is the best one
0: people do say that's the best one
1: i that is my memory of it but we'll see
0: i think spider-man 3 is the best one in my memory
1: i like i said i don't think i've seen that since i saw it in theaters and at the time i was just so like ugh, they made it so goofy not understanding that these (laughs) movies have always been goofy and uh it's probably uh very good that it's as goofy as it is but i would need to watch it again to know
0: Here's the closing joke. Okay. Why is Spider-Man so good at comebacks? Let me think. I'm trying to see if I could guess the punchline with my spider sense. good at comebacks.
1: I don't know. What, what? What is it?
0: Because with great power comes great response ability.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Responsibility?
1: No, no. I, yeah, I, I, I accept this punchline. <laughs> It's a
0: funny joke. Okay, bye. No,
1: I acknowledge the punchline. And they say that a hero can save us I'm not gonna stand here and wait. I'll hold on to the wings of the eagles Watch you Watch it!